Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. On May 23rd... I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge, your daily sports betting brand of record. We're powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all of sports betting, and it is not close. We are in the midst of a fantastic week live from Los Angeles, the City of Angels, our little show, 14 months old. We've grown up just a little bit. Now, over the course of the next 30 to 40 minutes. We're going to give you 20 brand new bets. All the bets we've already given you up to today. We can only lead you to the water. We can't make you drink. Now, we've got an incredible prop packet that is live just for you. So here's what you got to do. Go to the link in the description. Enter your email address in the section jeweler is showing you on the screen as we speak right now. Wait for the best prop analysis to hit your inbox shortly after. And then a little bonus for you. For every 50 likes we get, Jill will drop a code for someone new to the family, new to the community, to get a free three-month subscription to Sportsline. All right, let's bring in the stars of the show. There is not a better group of hop of prop cappers in the world today. Sitting right next to me, he is the OG. He's been there since day one. He is the maestro. Larry, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Coach. Sitting here with the breeze coming in off the Pacific Ocean, getting ready to talk Super Bowl props. I'm not sure this day could get any better. Well, it just got a little bit better because for the first time this week, our guy, R.J. White, has joined us live. R.J., how are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's uh, I'm a little bit exhausted already. I know it's a long week, and I know you guys are hitting it hard out there, but uh, trying to pace myself because I know uh, trying to fire on all these props and get to Sunday and uh, make some money when we get there. And you are such an important part of everything that we do. Now, this next man, he's the best-looking man in all of the early edge community. See ya. Good afternoon. You know, Coach Larry, how are you? I'm still waiting for my PJ to take me over to California, and there's not even a third chair next to you. I'm, I'm feeling like it's not going to happen. <laughs> that is so pretentious to call it a PJ. See, out here, the Kardashians call it a PJ. See ya. Not you, but that's okay. I'm going to let that go because I'm also excited to announce the last man on the show today, live from parts unknown. He is prop stars for a reason. Alex, we are thrilled that you are part of Super Bowl week. Good afternoon. How's it going, coach? I have to tell you, I think Sia has a little bit of competition after seeing Larry's tan and also seeing you apply that makeup to him as well. (laughs) (laughs) there is nothing Alex that I won't do for the team for the crew now 
We've got a lot to get to, and we don't have a lot of time because we're kind of borrowing the setup here from CBS Sports HQ. They've been amazing to work with. So here's what we're going to do on the show this week, everybody. So if you have something into the chat, write it. Jeweler's going to be monitoring the chat, and any props that you may want us to talk about, we'll try to get to as many as we can. We're going to do player props. We're going to do game props. And then we have a very special five-way Sportsline Early Edge showdown and i'll reveal those rules when we get to them but let's jump right into the player prop pool and normally maestro you go last but you're sitting on the set this week so i'm gonna let you go first and as i mentioned we have a lot of new plays intermittent with some of the plays we've already given so i want you to start what do you got for player props? All right. Well, Cooper Cup over 102 and a half receiving yards. This number is long gone. I wouldn't play it higher than 107 and a half, 325 receiving yards the past two weeks. And he does a lot of his damage over the middle. And that's especially where the Bengals are vulnerable. I'm also putting Cup in a parlay, 80 plus receiving yards with Tyler Boyd, 25 plus receiving yards. That comes back at minus 116. I think this is a big game for Boyd. He is the only one of those three Bengals receivers who's better against zone than man and the Rams play the second highest rate of zone coverage in the league they are also vulnerable over the middle they only play one linebacker sometimes I think Boyd gets there at least 25 yards for this parlay then Evan McPherson what can you say over one and a half field goals he's a machine he hasn't missed in the playoffs 12 out of 14 over 50 yards this season love that play Mixon under 63 and a half rush yards We talked about this 4.1 yards a carry against a schedule that allowed 4.5 yards a carry. The Rams shutting down the run in the postseason. Look what they did to the Niners. Mm -hmm. The Niners not able to run the ball. I like mixing under 63 and a half. And then the last one, Samaj P. Ryan over one and a half catches. He played 12 of the 14 third down snaps last last week. He was in on the two minute drill against the Chiefs. He is getting more and more of the receiving load compared to Mixon. I almost feel like you and prop stars had a little phone call last night because a lot of your props are correlated, which is a, a word that we absolutely love here at the early edge. Before I move on to prop stars, though, I want to get uh, some comments. The big topic out here, gentlemen, is the Cooper Cup numbers. Maestro just gave out his receiving yards. In some places, it's as high as 108, 109, 112. It all depends on the book that you have. Prop stars, let me come to you, and then I'd love Sia and RJ to piggyback what do you guys make of the numbers for Cooper Cup where they sit right now? Alex, you can start. Sure. Yeah, I think they're fairly efficient uh, where they've gone to like close to the 110 range. I think Larry got in early, which uh, I think we kind of preach uh, uh, as far as like early in the week was concerned. If you're trying to take overs, that was the time to get them because these numbers are just going to get steamed up as the week progresses. So, yeah, I don't think there's much value left when we're getting close to that 110 range. But uh, yeah, I think it's fairly efficient at that number. But I do like the 102 number that Larry got quite a bit. Yeah, Coach, yeah, uh, I think it was smart smart to go in and get that early because we knew it was going to go up. And even if you weren't confident that he was going to have a big game, you want to get it up, you know, because if it's going to get higher than like 110 and it's going to get in that 112 range you said it was available, you're going to want to play it back the other way and you get a nice little 10-yard middle um, uh, if you don't think he's going to have a good game. So it was smart to jump on that early. I mean, that that was kind of an autoplay. And now we're getting into the zone of like, what do we really think he's going to get to? Is is Larry projecting him? He said he's not going to play it over 107. Is he projecting him around 110 or so? Or do we have a big game in there? So I'd be interested to see um, where this closes at, because I think he still has a little bit more room to grow here. See you. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think with a lot of these popular players, you're going to see over sort of trickle up before game time. So my thought here is, you know, if you're interested in the under, which I, I'm not necessarily interested in the, the cup number as it stands right now, but, you know, we could see this line go up and up and up one to two to three yards. And at that point, maybe you want to consider the under because these lines, again, people like taking overs. The lines become even more inflated as we get closer to kickoff. So just something to monitor if you're interested in an under, whether it's Cooper Cup or anybody else. Yeah, a lot of books, because there's so many extra uh, props this week, you can bet, uh, say, Cooper Cup at over eight and a half at a certain number. And then you can bet him at over nine and a half at a certain number. Right now, his catch prop has stayed solid at eight and a half. And we've got to play on his longest reception coming up as well, because we believe as the game uh, goes along, he gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And R.J. White will have a play on that. All right, let's go to Alex next, because Prop Stars, two of your three plays really work well with what the maestro just gave us. The floor is yours. Yeah, they do indeed, Coach. Starting with Joe Mixon under 93 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. Prior to the AFC Championship, Mixon had failed to eclipse four yards a carry or 65 yards rushing all the way back. Uh, you have to go back to week 12 versus the Steelers was the last time he eclipsed that number. Uh, he's also seeding a lot of passing down work to Samaj P. Ryan. He out-targeted Mixon last week four to three, turned one of those targets into the longest play of scrimmage for the Bengals, a 41-yard touchdown reception. Furthermore, uh, this is just a very tough matchup for Mixon. The Rams are a very stout defense. They finished the regular season sixth in rushing DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. They have been phenomenal in the playoffs, limited Eli Mitchell to 20 yards rushing on 11 totes. That was his lowest total of the season. Also held Debo Samuel to only 26 rushing yards as well. This is just an inflated line for Mixon, I believe. Uh, if he's going to go over, it's going to take a big chunk or a significant uptick in usage, which it seems unlikely to me. I'd play this one down to about 90.5, in my opinion. Uh, the next play I have is Samaj P. Ryan, over eight and a half reception yards. I just mentioned that he is, uh, Joe Mixon's been seeding work to him, six targets over the last two games, out-targeted Mixon last week, four to three, had the biggest play from scrimmage. He went over this total in 10 of 17 regular season games. Also, if if CJ Uzama is out for this game, this could open up some additional targets underneath for him. Even if it's even if Uzama is active, I still think he's likely to receive two to three targets with the Bengals trailing in this game. The Rams are also 24th in DVOA, two receiving running backs. And the most important part about this play, uh, which is being overlooked in my opinion, he's just a much better pass uh, protecting running back compared to Joe Mixon. And we know how good this Rams defense is, how good their front is, how good Aaron Donald is. And I just believe they're going to need P. Ryan on the field to help protect Joe Burrow. So I really like Samaj P. Ryan over eight and a half receptions. I also really like Larry's prop over one and a half receptions as well. Uh, my next prop is Aaron Donald over four and a half combined uh, tackles and assists. I gave this out last week. I'm running it back. Uh, he's gone over nine of the last 11 games, 10 of 17 regular season games. Bengals offensive line ranked 31st in pass protection, according to Football Outsiders. Gave up a league high 58 sacks, 9.1% adjusted sack rate, second highest in the NFL. Uh, looking at the Bengals interior offensive line, these guys are average to below average also injuries to one of their starters Jackson Carmen he may not play his backup Hakeem um, at the Gen G 48.3 PFF grade Aaron Donald will feast on this guy in my opinion I think we're going to see a dominant performance from Aaron Donald I also like sprinkling him 
on Super Bowl MVP at plus 1600 odds as well. I got to tell you, every time I listen to you break down props, I get just that much smarter. And I love it. All right. So I love those three plays. So let's keep it moving. We have three sections to get to over the course of the next several minutes. I'm going to come to RJ White next because RJ, I mentioned Cooper Cup and all the different ways that you can bet him in the game. And one of your plays, I absolutely love. You're up next. Yeah, I jumped on his longest reception going over 27 and a half yards early in the process when the, the prop came out. It's moved up a yard since. I still like it. Since he's allowed five 30-plus receptions in only the last two games, they gave up three to A.J. Brown and then a couple to different Chiefs receivers, Harry Kill and Michael Hardman last week. Cup has had 22 receptions of at least 29 yards. It's averaging over one per game. So I think the math there just works out that he's going to get a lot longer reception here. It's more likely than not to. And uh, only having a lay minus 115, I think, is a good price on that. Then my other one is Matthew Stafford over two and a half rush attempts at even odds average just under two rushes per game in the regular season. So it's a little high number when you consider that he's had at least four rushes in each of his playoff games and 15 total. So averaging five and kneel downs at end of games could get us there. You know, if you get the kneel down, but you have to be ahead and, uh, and have the ball at the end, but only three of the 15 postseason carries were kneel downs anyway. So he is actually getting sneak work and and scrambling work and picking up rush attempts that way too, uh, with his six sneaks and five scrambles. Um, So I think that there's multiple ways to get there. Two and a half is a pretty low number, only having the late even odds. I think he gets to three. Hey, RJ, I just wanted to jump in because Cooper Cup, I'm seeing longest reception up to 31 and a half on some major books. How high would you play it? 31 and a half is getting a little too high. I think the time to jump in was 27, 28. Uh, once you get past 30, then it's a little, you know, he could still obviously get there and hit a big play. There's not a huge difference, obviously, when you're breaking a big play between those two numbers. But once you get to that 31 and a half range, I know we had a lot of receptions right in that 29 to 30 yard range. Um, I'm probably staying away and just making it a strong lean at 31 and a half. All right, very good. Uh, real quick, the Matthew Stafford, there's so many different bets to make for him. But why did you target a rush attempt prop? Yeah, well, the interesting thing is that it, it, when you have these playoff quarterbacks, they put everything on the line when it comes to the playoffs and they go and get those wins. And so you get guys that will rush even more than they did in the regular season if they're not big rushing quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes is a little more mobile than most quarterbacks. So we've seen in the playoffs, he's ticked it up a notch when he runs the ball. He's willing to scramble, go get first downs. They're willing to sneak them on, on third and ones. This is really critical. They can't really play the game of let's just be a little more conservative here. You got to go get those wins in the playoffs. So we've seen that Stafford has gotten six, five, and four. Uh, carries in the three playoff games so far. So the trend is just that he's going to get to probably four in this game. And, um, I, you know, n- nothing else to play for. No reason to hold back. Go and go for it. Get those third down sneaks. Get those scrambles. Try to get those first downs. And I think we'll get there. And even if not, even if it's a very conservative game and he stays in the pocket, they're favored to win. So they could have the ball at the end and he could be kneeling it out, get you your three rush attempts with three kneel downs. So multiple ways to get this one. Plus 100, I think, is, is just a good price on this problem. I tell you what, to back up your point on the flip side, we saw Joe Burrow, who normally doesn't run uh, very much at all. We saw him at the end of the Chiefs game not have just one, but two first down runs for 15 or 20 yards, and that would have uh, banged his over as well. So I love this play and your explanation. Quickly, Larry, uh, before I get to see it, we do have a chat question. Uh, Joe Mixon, under 16 and a half attempts. That's from Meg Gandhi, and I know that you've been all over Joe Mixon. Your thoughts on this? You know, I'm going to lean under. I think they are going to try to feed him the ball, but I believe that the game script might 
force them out of that. Uh, it's just a lean under. I, you know, I'd be curious what Alex thinks on that one too. All right, real quick, Alex, quickly. Yeah, I'm with Larry. It's a lean as far as I'm concerned. I could see a scenario where uh, we've seen the Bengals, you know, try and force uh, a lot of carries for Joe Mixon and then abandon the run in the second half. Wouldn't surprise me if I think this number is very efficient. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he's right in this range. But yeah, I'd lean under on it, but uh, not an official player, uh, not a lot of confidence in either side. All right. Very, very good. I encourage all of you in the chat right now, go ahead and drop in what your favorite player prop is and the juice too, because we want to know what you're going to be playing this week at the Super Bowl. In addition to uh, my expert cappers. All right. Now, see ya. You've got four plays and they're all four different players that if you look at a game script, they all could have very significant roles, maybe not huge games, but really important roles come Sunday floor is yours. Yeah. And, and by the way, the first one, uh, Meg Gandhi's question actually kind of, you know, travels into this one as well. It's Joe Mixon under 63 and a half rushing yards. And, and obviously we've kind of touched on this already. So let me just bring out the finer points. The Rams are obviously very good against the run and they're getting even better against the run in the playoffs. So keep that in mind, but also keep in mind that Mixon has been under four yards per carry for a majority of the last couple months. And the, he's only hit this number two out of the last eight games. So against a stout rush defense where you're probably in a negative game script, if you're looking at any sort of mixing over, it would probably be the receiving yards, if anything. I'm not on that. I'm just suggesting that over the rushing yards, if you like Mixon, give me the under there. As far as how the Bengals move the ball, I do think it's through, of course, Jamar Chase, but also T. Higgins. Uh, Larry brought up earlier in the show how they are going to play a lot of zone against the Bengals. I think T. Higgins is going to be the safety blanket for Joe Burrow. We've seen it over the last two games with 10 targets and nine targets in the last two games. He hasn't been super efficient. He only caught six of them last week, but the week before that, he caught seven of nine. So give me the over five and a half receptions there for him. Uh, again, I don't think CJ Uzama is going, to, I think he's going to be limited at best. And so again, I think Higgins is going to be that safety blanket. He probably will have the lower A dot than Jamar Chase, the safer throws. Obviously, Boyd is in that mix as well. Um, you know, Samaj P. Ryan over eight and a half receiving yards. So we already have, I guess it was Alex that was on this. So I don't really need to go over this yep. one too much, but let, let's just talk about the trend. We're talking about trends here. And, and I just mentioned that the Rams rush defense is even trending better than they were in the regular season. Well, Samaj P. Ryan's third down work in terms of usage, in terms of snaps being on the field has been trending. If you look at the beginning of the season to the middle of the season, to the end of the season, to the playoffs, he is now looking at third downs, just like Larry pointed out at over 70% of the time. So again, you're talking about a negative game script. You're talking about the two minute drill. You're talking about a good pass blocker. All of those things contribute to the idea that he will eclipse this eight and a half receiving yard number. Finally, this one, I do want to caution people. I think you might want to wait on this one, but I'm a little bullish on Cam Akers at over 63 and a half rushing yards. It is juiced up a little bit, which is kind of surprising to me because Daryl Henderson is probably going to be active and that just muddles things up a little bit. But I do like how Cam Akers is trending. The first two games he came back from his Achilles injury, he was averaging a paltry 2.6 yards per carry. If you look at him last game, even with that shoulder injury that he was nursing, it jumped up to 3.7 yards per carry only on 13 carries. And then you might think, okay, well, Sony Michelle is a threat. He had 10 carries last game. Well, they had 16 yards on those 10 carries, averaging 1.6 yards per carry. So I'm not super impressed by that. The Daryl Henderson thing does 
factor in. It does make me a little cautious. But when you consider how much the Bengals are giving up with respect to yards per carry, and you consider that Cam Akers looks like he's trending up in the yards per carry department in a positive game script, I like Cam Akers over 63 and a half rushing yards. Man, I tell you what, your explanations are just absolutely incredible. Uh, it's interesting. Interesting. I feel some showdowns coming on before Sunday with some of these prop uh, bets. By the way, a two-hour pre-show. Uh, then for the first time ever, the entire Early Edge crew, all of us that you see right now on the show, will be a part of the live watch-along party. We're going to be catching bets together live on the show. Uh, so you don't want to miss that all during the Super Bowl on Sunday. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. For those of you just joining us here, this is Early Edge Live, our prop spectacular. We are Super Bowl week. We are live in beautiful Marina Del Rey on the top, the roof of the Marriott Hotel. They've been amazing to us all week, and they continue to be. We'll be here all the way up until Sunday. Now, so we got our, our player props out of the way. But, Maestro, we have game props that we've got to sink our teeth into. And then coming up in a matter of moments, our very first Super Bowl props showdown, five wide. But give me the game props you had to give us out right here, right now. Coach, you talked about the watch party and cashing tickets on the air. I want to cash one on the first play of the game, and that's a handoff <laughs> or at least a lateral to either Joe Mixon or Cam Akers. First play from scrimmage will be a running play. I believe Mikey is against me. I believe I also have a showdown with A.B., um, I'm laying the juice on this. Both coaches want to establish a run. We've seen them over and over. Run into stack boxes. Run when you expect them to run. I think they both start the game with a running play. So I love this pick. And then the one that I might like, might like the most of all my plays, the third quarter over nine and a half points. The Rams score the fourth most points in the third quarter. Matthew Stafford throws the most deep balls of any quarter in the third quarter. It comes out aggressive. Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford rank one and two in yards per attempt in the third quarter. These teams are aggressive after halftime. I know the Bengals have a very good defensive number for the third quarter, but a lot of that is variance. I think we get at least 10 points in the third. This is a true story. So we have this big room that we work in during the day before we come out here to the set. And every single person was walking by the mic. Hey, what's your best bet? What do you love the most? That was what he told him. Third quarter over nine and a half points on Sunday. True? Not true. True. 100% true. All right. Next up for our game props. He is the NFL at Sportsline. There is nobody we trust more than RJ White. I know you got four, count them, four game props for us. Go ahead. 
Yeah, and the first two are, are a dual kind of thing. You're, you're actually taking, will the first score of the game be a touchdown or a field goal? And the field goal is plus 140. But if you do it this way and you just take the Rams and Bengals separately as field goals at plus 400, you're getting a plus 150 price. Now, you don't get the safety that comes in with the field goal on the other prop, but safeties aren't going to hit. I know they have before in the Super Bowl, oddly enough, but we just throw that out. I'd rather take the extra 10 cents of payout um, by doing it this way than, than playing that plus 140. Um, the Rams and Bengals have good offense. So, so that's why this prop is more geared toward them scoring touchdowns, but so do most teams that make the Super Bowl. And we still see that field goals happen, especially recently, more often than touchdowns. Rams have a strong red zone defense since he's likely willing to attempt long field goals with McPherson because he's just been on fire and can't miss at this point. And I think McVay is probably willing to take points early rather than go for it on fourth down. Confident in his defense, all the narrative it's going to be um, heading up to this game is that the Rams defense should probably control the line of scrimmage. So I think he just takes the points there. He's not going to be super aggressive. I think there's going to be a field goal at the beginning of this game before there is a touchdown. So play both of these and you're getting plus 150 on when either one hits. Then I like the team with the first charge timeout is the Rams at minus 120. Sean McVay is notorious for using his timeouts early. Mid-season study by the NFL showed that he had the most unnecessary timeouts in the NFL. He just loves burning them when he doesn't need to. Uh, Zach Taylor ranks seventh in that same stat. And it's possible that the nerves get to him early. It's his you know, biggest game ever coaching. Um, but I think McVay's got to be the clear favorite here. He's going to see some defensive thing isn't aligned right. He's going to burn a timeout in the first quarter for no reason. And uh, and we're going to catch that prop. And then longest made field goal in the game is going to go to Cincinnati. Uh, Matt Gay was short on a 47-yarder against Tampa. He might have tweaked something in the warm-up. Something might have been off on him. Uh, but then he pl- went the week later and played the 49ers. Came nowhere close on a 54-yarder. It was as soon as off his foot, you knew that wasn't hitting. So I have uh, you know questions about his con- about his accuracy from long range. No questions about McPherson. 12 for 12 in the playoffs. Three at 50-plus. Plenty of 50-plus uh, field goals in the regular season as well. And I think the Rams are more likely to have drives that go deeper into the opponent territory anyway. And so the Bengals will have the, the chance to kick longer field goals because they're not going to get as deep regularly into, uh, into the opponent's territory. So give me Cincinnati at minus 115 to kick longest field goal in the game. And who can forget, RJ, that Ed McPherson is the author of the single coolest moment in the playoffs to date. When they got the interception against the Titans, he took two practice kicks, turned to his teammates and said, I guess we're going on, or I guess we're going to win. I guess we're going to camp. Whatever it was, that's savage. That is savage. All right. Now this, as we used to say back in my WWE days, is the moment we've all been waiting for. See ya. I'm starting to smell something out here on the West Coast. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. But I have a feeling. You're up. Coach, what what am I up for? What am I calling out now? Well, no, you're giving you're you're giving your official game pick, and this will be the only time you can do it. I'm just saying that I might have something for you after you so give that's, this out. Coach, that's where I thought you were going. I thought you were about to challenge me on a showdown. So I, you know, listen, if there was such thing as the fun police, I'd be in solitary confinement because I have one solitary play for this game, and it is the Rams minus four. <laughs> that's my game prop. I'm taking the Rams. I think regression is in order for the Cincinnati Bengals. And long story short, I just don't, especially with the interior lines of the offensive line, the defensive line, I just don't see many paths to Joe Burrow and company keeping up the turnovers and the passing attack like they have. I just don't think it's a good matchup for them. And so I like the Rams minus four. I think they could win this game comfortably. Oh, 
see ya, see ya, see ya. You know, I hate to do this on a Tuesday, and I hate to do this to you at all, but the sun's out, the wind's blowing a little bit, and I believe that a lot of music is done here, right, Maestro in Los Angeles? Oh, big music capital here, yeah. It's a music capital, right? <laughs> and the showdown music may or may not have been written here in L.A., right? Probably was. It probably was. Yeah. So see ya for the first time live on a Tuesday from Los Angeles, City of Angels. Oh, my brother, jeweler, hit the music. It's gonna be a showdown. Maestro, dance, let's go. <laughs> what was that? What was that? All right, the only question is, see ya, are you in or are you out? Coach, you know me. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, let's go. All right, the next official showdown for us is me plus the four with the Bengals. See you minus the four Sunday on our morning show and our two hour preview. We will have a list of every single showdown bet that me and the crew will have for Sunday's game. Now we've taken it a step further as we have just a few minutes left here on the rooftop. So all five guys you see on the show right now, we're given $500. There is well over four to five hundred different bets that you can make on this game. So this was not an easy task, but we have spent the $500 and we're going to show down against each other to see who truly is the best NFL mind at the early edge. If I were you, Maestro, RJ, if I was you, I'd be very worried that my reputation was online. Are you worried at all, Larry? Not at all. RJ? Well, we'll get into my picks, but I, I think I, I was thinking about tricking Alex to get him out of the competition and make him do something a little crazy. And so I can get him out of play so I could try to win this because I think that's the competition right there. So I'm trying to take down Alex and props. <laughs> wow. See, that was a low key savage shot at me and you. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, it was. But coach, it was it was fair. I'll take it. I'll take it on the chin on that one. You know what? You're, you're probably right. It was very, very fair coming from RJ. Okay. So we have about 10 minutes left, so we can't waste a lot of time here. Larry, I'm going to start with you. You had your $500. I want you to give the picks and how you distributed the money for each pick. Okay. All right? Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah, well, the parlay I really like, and I, I gave it out before, is just Tyler Boyd to get at least 25 receiving yards, Cooper Cup to get at least 80 receiving yards. That comes back at minus 116. I'm going to risk 348 of my 500 and win 300 on that. Like we said, both both guys are going to have great games. And then Samaje Pirine over one and a half catches, and that is going to come back at plus 105. We all talked about his increased use in the receiving game, and I'm going to risk the rest of my stake, 152 on that. So that's going to pay me back plus 460, and I think that should take down the contest for me. <laughs> You're that confident that those two picks are going to win you the entire contest? That's all I need. All right. All right. Can everybody hear me still okay? Am I all right? You can hear yeah, me yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah. Fine. Okay, yeah. cool. I guess, I guess we're good. All right. Now, Alex, it doesn't shock me. That when I look at your list, you have found some deep, deep, deep plays in the lab. What do you got? I found some deep cuts indeed. I'm starting with one, Coach. I'm fading Larry right off the jump. $100, first offensive play of the game. 
I am going pass at plus 140. All the talk about the Bengals running so much on first down. If they start with the ball, I will be shocked if they do not air the ball out. Furthermore, I think there's a good chance that Matt Stafford does on the other side as well. Then I have $100 allotted towards the number of Bengals to have a pass reception um, under six and a half at plus 100. This actually may be my single favorite game prop uh, from the Super Bowl. Uh, I love this play. Uh, Next up, uh, will Cincinnati Bengals score more points in the first half or the second half plus overtime? I'm picking the second half plus overtime at minus 120 for 50 bucks. Then I've got $50 towards Odell Beckham Jr. and T. Higgins to both have a 30-yard reception. I've got that bad boy at plus 550. Then I've got both teams to score two-plus field goals in the Super Bowl at plus 250. 450 bucks. Then I've got some really fun ones. I've got Tyler Boyd to score an anytime touchdown and Cincinnati to win at plus 650 for 25 bucks. I've got Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup over 125 receiving yards, each of them plus 900. I've got LA uh, Rams total sacks over three and a half at plus 105 for 25 bucks. I've got the total game sacks over five and a half plus 110 for 25 bucks. Joe Burrow exact TD passes. Three plus four fifty for twenty five bucks. Last but not least, Evan McPherson and Matt Gay ten plus kicking points each plus eight hundred for twenty five bucks. I'm willing to take side action on this. By the way, if anyone wants to go head to head, my card versus your card, calling you out, RJ. <laughs> wow! Wow! All right. So, so, so real quick, real quickly, clearly your first play, Alex, is opposite of the maestro. I know you always say, I want all the smoke. Do you mean it today? I have been in a showdown retirement. I'm coming out of retirement oh, if Larry obliges just out. to come at Larry. All right, Larry, you already have a couple of showdowns, yeah. but Alex just challenged you. So that means I'm going to be up $300 on the first play from scrimmage. Wow. But <laughs> you know what you have to say in order to confirm that. I'm in. No, no, no. Jeweler. Oh. Hit the music. It's going to be a showdown. No music. Oh, there it is. You're damn right. He wants all oh, prop stars does. All right. So that's another showdown. I think he was just messing with the, the jeweler. He's got to add all this up come Sunday. But. I appreciate Prop Stars buying in to what we're doing. RJ, I got a little something for you coming up here, too. Uh, all right, so we've done Maestro, we've done Alex, and now I'm looking at RJ White's. He's going to be hard to beat. He's going to be hard to beat. But while you're giving out your picks quickly, you need to answer Alex's challenge to you board versus board. You're up, up RJ. Well, oh- yeah, well, he must have confidence that I didn't trick him because what I did is I sent my picks in before he did. And there were a bunch of long shots on here and a bunch of danger is my middle name is what I said at the top. And, you know, a plus eight thousand plus, you know, all this crazy stuff. And so he threw, goes and throw his like little, you know, long shot stuff there, too. So I felt I wanted to sneak back around and then do a Larry card with just two props that are really strong and then, and then come out and see his his mouth just drop on the telecast. But I decided to stick with it. I have an all even odds or better 
uh, prop card here, as you can see on the screen right now. We got started with that Stafford prop that I liked before, over two and a half rush attempts, plus 100. Put 100 bucks on that. Stafford is a Super Bowl MVP, plus 120 at 100 bucks. Basically, at this point, it's like it's almost like playing a money line. You know, the, the Rams money line is minus 200, but the quarterbacks tend to win the MVP. So if you like the Rams, just go ahead and take this prop, and you're getting great odds on uh, on the Rams winning the game. So that's what I did here. Then you get the the prop with the total points versus the longest field goal. Um, over under set at 48 and a half. I think it's going to go under. I'm leaning toward the under longest field goal. I think McPherson is going to bang a 50 yarder. So give me plus 125 at 75 um, bucks from out of my budget. Total field goals. I also think it's going to be a lot of field goal fest here. Instead of going with the, um, the each team scores two though, I went over three and a half at plus 130 for 75 bucks. And then my Bengals and Rams first score being a field goal prop. You know, basically functionally a uh, plus 150 bet with 100. dollars I split my stake in half. 50 bucks on each of the plus 400 bets. So if either of them come in, I'll get 300 on that one when you take out the other bet or, you know, I'll get half when you take out the other bet. And then at $10 each with my long shot plays, you have Burrow with three touchdowns. I have him at zero passing touchdowns. I think that this could be a game where if they do get close, you know, maybe with a penalty or whatever, they just pounded in with Joe Mixon. They tend to do that from the, from short distance. Um, so plus eight fifty, I think is good value there for 10 bucks. Rams total points, 23, 15 to one. That includes to me, a tw- they're on pace to get 24. Matt Gay shanks a field goal or shakes an extra point. Um, posing down to 23, Sony Michelle with the last touchdown, throw him in more confidence in his hands after acres had those two fumbles a few weeks ago. Um, and so if they're icing the game late, I want Michelle in there holding the ball, um, get him into the end zone, last touchdown at 18 to one, then a, a long shot MVP play Trey Hendrickson on the Cincy side. If Cincy wins, I think it's going to be a lot to do with their defense, just shutting down Matthew Stafford. And if you look at the four Super Bowls where they've had a defensive MVP this century, all four have in common that they've had four takeaways or more. So if a defensive player is going to win the MVP, it's probably going to come from the the uh, the underdog because you didn't expect them to, you know, so it's a little bit of a surprise. People don't know what to do. And it's probably going to be because the defense has a lot of takeaways. So if Matthew Stafford has that meltdown game, Hendrickson can come through with a 60 to one MVP play. And then Bengals total points 12 at 100 to one. You can get this either with four field goals by McPherson, which we know he can do. He's done in the playoffs, you know, three <laughs> times out of three, or you can get the two field goals goals then you get that late touchdown with joe with uh the Bengals needing to catch up to that uh that rams total and then having to get that two-pointer to make it a 10-point game seven-point game whatever so if they don't get that two-pointer sitting on 12 final rams 23 Bengals 12 i cash most of these bets and uh, i'm sitting pretty with what like 10 grand at this point and you guys are <laughs> playing around with your 300 400 bucks so um i will take the title once we get that final score yeah, well, me and Sia learned on the first cut that the only bets that matter are the ones that actually cash. So you can have all these plus numbers that you want. If they don't hit, it just doesn't matter. But I appreciate you, RJ and Alex. All right, Sia, we only have five minutes left in the show. We have a hard out. So we're down to me and you. I know we can do it quickly. So you're up next, then I'll quickly go through mine. And then we are done for today. Go ahead, Sia. Coach, I'm a simple man. Uh, my, my card is super easy. It's, it's going to be super quick. Uh, nice first cut shout out, by the way. Appreciate that. Okay, so here it is. These are the four bets that I've already talked about. All I really did is, is I put 200 on the one I like the best, which is mixing under 63 and a half rushing yards. We don't need to rehash that. We know why we like that bet. Of course, Samaj P. Ron, Cam Akers, and T. Higgins. I have the overs on all three of those. So three out of four minor overs. 100, 200, 100, 100. Pretty easy math. And that's it for me, coach. 
You know, see, I am also a simple man, and I channeled my inner Alex, my inner RJ, my inner Maestro, and my inner Sia to come up with five straight picks, all for a hundred bucks. But I got a little creative because I don't want to wait till the end of the game to start talking trash on social media. I want to start talking trash first quarter. So here's what I've done. Cooper Cup, longest first reception under 12 and a half yards. We all know it's going to be that either pass him right outside, go three yards and out, but he never goes deep on his first catch. Then Cup over eight and a half catches. He's going to get 11 or 12. We know that plus 111. Mixon under 27 and a half receiving yards. I don't think he's going to be that creative in the pass offense. I love what Maestro said about Samaj P. Ryan. And then Samaj P. Ryan, his first reception is going to be a little dump off. He's going to take it for 12 yards. That's going to be enough over four and a half yards on his first reception. And then Jamar Chase, also his first reception, over 11 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he's going to go down 15 yards and out. Nice little first reception. That's minus 106. I can see myself catching all of these other than the mixing one by halftime. And I am going to be insufferable, <laughs> insufferable if that happens. All right. We've only got two minutes left. You know, we like to end every single show where my guys tell you exactly what they're most looking forward to this week from a props perspective. I got to keep it to 15 or 20 seconds. Alex, you're up first. Go ahead. I'm looking forward to winning that showdown against Larry. Then I'm looking forward to winning the $500 prop spectacular. And I cannot wait to hang out all day uh, on stream with you guys during the Super Bowl watch party at the previous show. That's going to be awesome. RJ, you're up. Looking forward to that national anthem. They set the line really low this year. One minute, 35 bumped up to 138 for whatever reason. And it's because the singer had a very, a very quick one uh, last year. Um, but I, I, for reasons I, I lay out on sportsline.com, if you go and check out our national anthem column, I think that you can throw that at that anthem away and it doesn't make any sense to, to use that going forward. So check that analysis out. Yeah, normally in years past, the number has been like a minute 56, a minute 57. So that's way, way under what it normally is. All right, see ya, you're up. Uh, not to steal any thunder from M squared, Mike McClure, but I'm looking forward to the first touchdown score. I know we'll probably do that or we'll, the, the group will probably do that on the early edge later. Van Jefferson, the Van Jefferson Memorial. Van Jefferson's going off at plus 1800 as the first touchdown score. Just throwing it out there. There is a certain kind of irony that Van Jefferson is playing in this game after what we've done and all the fun that we've had the entire year. Maestro, what do you got? I'm looking forward to making early edge history and taking down not one capper, not two, but all three of Mike, A.B., and Alex on the first play of the game. Wow. Wow. And I am looking forward to the very first watch party. I'm looking forward to all of you enjoying on social media what me and the Maestro have been doing today, tomorrow, a little tease, we may or may not have the very first early edge sports line betting Olympics. I can't make this up. Stay tuned. Follow us at Sportsline. Follow us on social media. You're going to love what we have in store. All right, we'll be back live tomorrow. Special start time, 1130 a.m. Eastern time. We'll have a special guest from Caesar Sportsbook laying out all of the odds and where the money is coming in and all that kind of stuff. Then don't forget on Thursday, our final mega preview before we get to Sunday in a live full days of shows. Thanks as always for joining us, hanging out with us and building this brand to what we have today. We couldn't do this out just without you for RJ, for Sia, for prop stars, for my man, Maestro out here with me all week in LA, man. I love this stuff. There's only one thing left to do. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. I'm the coach. 
This is the Early Edge. Good luck. See you tomorrow.